And it's a very good afternoon again on this uh, slightly gloomy Sunday, bit chilly old day. You're listening to Two Smoking Guns as we come to you again for another session of um, sensationalism, madness, uh, anything we can uh, conjure up to share between the glasses. We're in ISO 2.75B and uh, we're just going to go around again for a couple of hours. And as always, it's a very good afternoon to my great mate through the glass. Rutsy, good afternoon to good you. Good afternoon, Scotty, and there's nothing gloomy about today, mate. <laughs> last night. Only by weather, my friend. Oh, Only oh. by weather. Come on, let's go. Let's go with the Saints, mate. Uh, no, I was going to say. How some... big were they last oh, night? Oh, mate. Somebody, uh, somebody in my household said to me, uh, What's your music theme today? And I said, I reckon Rutsy's got the Saints theme song <laughs> going to be played five times. Every song. Every song will be the Saints theme song. They were magnificent, mate. We've. Uh, We've been waiting a long time to see uh, that sort of form and, you know, back to back at the Adelaide Oval after a decade. It's our new home ground. I think I heard Rats uh, being interviewed this morning. He said, oh, well, it, just, it only took us a week to figure the ground out. Yeah. So we, we put some things into play. And uh, no, they were magnificent. Top of the table uh, rolled and uh, the, the boys sit uh, nicely in third. I don't know what to, the, the rest of the games this weekend might throw up by way of yeah, well, position, but we're not probably won't far. stay there, Scotty, but let's, let's just yeah, assume well, that we're ensconced in the eight. Yeah, well, I've taken, a, nice. I've taken a photo of the ladder of the morning <laughs> just in case. So. Uh, uh, anyway, so we've got a uh, and Young Rutsy Jr. won his multi two last night. Oh, did he? He won the footy and the multi. Oh, cock a hoop. oh, oh. he'd be well up and about. Oh, well up and about. <laughs> he's, probably not, he's probably not up and about yet this oh, morning he, after he last night. He certainly was. He was getting up to spend it. <laughs> Good on him. Yeah. That's brilliant. Not that I'm advocating any uh, of that stuff. How was your week, mate? Great week. week. Really yeah. good week. Yeah. Uh, culminated, obviously, last night. But there's yeah. much to discuss today, mate. There um, is. There's been a lot going on. There's a bit going on. So I've got, I've got to talk to you today about Mary Trump's book, because she hasn't missed the... Uh, the the orange buffoon she's, at all. Uh, she's on 120 minutes tonight, isn't she? Oh, I think uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, they haven't it, seen that. Have a, yeah, have a squeeze at So the, I want to have uh, a whack through that. Um, young Kylie's got a bit of dosh, so I want to talk you yeah, through that. Um, going all right. There's a bloke who's got a bit of a business class whinge. I want to talk to you about that. Oh, nice. A bit on Elvis, a bit on rats, a um, bit on the China, China, more Chinese oh, separatist oh, stuff. Dear, this man. is very interesting, this. How's your mask going? Yeah, good. I've, got, yeah. I've been wearing it all week. Have you? Diligently. Yeah, mine smells of uh, Vegemite toast. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, spaghetti bolognese That's and uh, butter chicken. Well, I've got several. I've got several. Because... I've put it on this morning and I've gone, wow, <laughs> does that need a wash? <laughs> I've got some good news on uh, dinosaurs um, and I've got a really interesting piece of Michelle Ford from the 1980 Olympics that I want to take ah. you through. And a couple of other bits and pieces. So there's tons to talk about right. today. It's really good. And uh, am I mistaken if you're also not going to run up the flagpole something in relation to a topic that just appears to be uh, creeping in uh, every week, just a little bit by little bit, mm-hmm. that is um, uh, uh, non-alcoholic wine? Well, I actually spotted that through the week. <laughs> I thought I'd preempt you by getting well, on. I'll tell you what, right. I read it as it's well. Insidious. And I'll tell you what I loved was um, was the wackety whack oh, that, yeah. uh, that, that came with it. So yeah. I won't spoil that. Don't no spoil that. Uh, well, I'm going to talk to you about some things as well. Um, I'm going to give you a line that says, I was devastated when I won. And I want you to think about who you think that person might be, mm. uh, whether you saw that or not. Uh, I've got a uh, You've Got to Be Joking, um, of which we that will be a lovely segue for us to talk about that lovely cheese that we've enjoyed for 
84 years it never offended anybody, but now it does. And apparently now it does. So uh, not only we're allowed, allowed to have a cheese named after no, you anymore. No, you can't do that. Uh, Woolies might uh, might want to hold their breath for a minute while we have a chat about them today, possibly. Ooh, whack. Um, yeah, um, right, we, we've got a we've got a problem over in uh, Italy. We do. Um, yeah, we've got gondolas that are sinking. Yeah, right. yeah, and let me tell you why when we get to that. That's hilarious. Uh, the Boxing Day test might be in some jeopardy. Well, now, so the alternative is they play and there's no atmosphere. Yeah. No one there. Or they go to Adelaide. Or they go to the Gabba. Adelaide. So Adelaide. So Adelaide. Or Saints Land, as we now call it. <laughs> These new teeth, I'll tell you. Um, anyway, and then I'm going to talk to you a bit about uh, hand dryers that apparently are as, uh, as deadly as uh, anything. And, um, and then I'm going to talk to you about um, uh, anthocyanins. Good on you. Anthocyanins. I'm can you, talk to you about. once you learn to pronounce it, yeah. then you can talk uh, about it. It's just these teeth, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then oh, we, we did carry one over from last week, so we're, we're going to have a little dance around uh, open for infection. Oh, that's <laughs> the we, one we couldn't we, fit in last we night. Didn't so fit to it speak. In. We couldn't fit it in last week, so we're going to do it. We're just going to, we're not going to let that one miss, let me tell you. So, uh, and then I've got some, uh, I've got some great news. Um, and it's we're, we're just working through uh, each other's management, of course. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I did. Um, uh, I, I spoke to a chap this morning, and uh, I wished him well because uh, he's coming to the end of um, just his working career. Certainly mm. not his life, <laughs> uh, but he's going to be finishing up, and uh, we're going to be the beneficiary of having yet a- again another royalty guest on our show Fantastic. in a couple of weeks' time. Look forward to it. And uh, I'm going to leave it at that for you to ponder, uh, or for our listeners to ponder who that might be, but I wished him, I'll say that, I wished him well and uh, told him just to soak it all up and, and enjoy it and uh, reminisce across a wonderful uh, working career that he'd had. And we're going to be uh, we're going to be the better for uh, uh, having a chat to him and uh, talk about those tw- those twenty years that, he, that he's had. So uh, yeah. So anyway, we're working towards that in the next few weeks. It's uh, listen to this space as opposed to watch this space. So your people are talking to his people. <laughs> yes, yeah, so all our people are talking to his right. people, and uh, we're just working our way through. I think Buffy needs to probably yeah, of course read the contract and make contract. sure that we've got every uh, everything covered off. Right. So, uh, anyway, well, I'm going to kick off the show today with a, a first. First world problem, Scotty. First world problem. First world problem. It's not by itself. This is a man um, who has challenged the quality of Jetstar business class in court. Ah. Right. Yes. So this uh, this man, Miles Lewis, was miffed. Oh, Miles. Miles yeah, is Miles. his name. Yeah, Miles okay. Lewis was yeah, miffed. Yeah. These Melbourne Flight Centre travel agent did not warn him about the standard of Jetstar business class when he elected to change flights for a Europe trip last year. Right. The tribunal heard Mr Lewis felt his travel agent should have told him how Jetstar business class compared to business class on other airlines he was used to flying to. Right. Um, so he claims it was of a lesser standard than he, than he had experienced with other le- um, airlines. <laughs> yes. And um, it came as a shock. There's no business class lounge at Ho Chi Minh Airport. Uh-huh. The food was disappointing, yeah. and the seating arrangements and service were not up to what he expected in business class. Oh, right. So he was seeking general damages of 2500 to compensate him for the disappointment and the lack of service experienced on the Jetstar flight. Right. He uh, was thrown out by VCAT. 
Uh, he's, uh, he's, he's, VCAT dismissed the case. Um, on the grounds of? On the grounds of. He's a, he's a snob. He's a, just a flog? <laughs> In my finding, Jetstar delivered exactly what it pro, what, what its promotional materials offered. In my view, a suggestion that Jetstar is required to provide business class services the like of other airlines is, in this context, not sustainable. Wow. So there's a guy with a first-class problem. None of us can travel when he's having a whinge about Jetstar business. Yeah, I was going to say, well, first of all, I, I wondered... Uh, I, I didn't even know Jetstar had a first-class service. So uh, a business, I, business. A business class. So I sort of learnt something new. And then I thought he might have had a whinge about the fact that he's flying by himself <laughs> on the entire plane. Because <laughs> <laughs> who's travelling? He's travelling. <laughs> exactly right. Correct. Oh, dear and in, me. Uh, and oh, in, well, sorry, old Miles. Sorry, old man. Miles. It's a bit <laughs> tough, isn't it? He's doing it really Poor tough. Thing, yeah. hey. Now, in uh, in breaking news, there's been a new there's been a new world record set. Ah. Um, this is a a, a Nor- Norwegian performer, Kjell Elvis, real name <laughs> Kjell Henning Bjornstad. <laughs> Bjornstad. Oh, this will this will be good. <laughs> yeah. He started his world record breaking Elvis singing marathon challenge on Thursday. Oh my goodness me! The singer planned to perform as the legendary Elvis continuously for 15 hours, ending on Saturday Oslo time. At 3.11am, he established a new world record, performing for 43 hours, 11 minutes and 11 seconds. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I love you all. That was the thing, yes, is he was quoted oh, as yeah. saying. He went back singing, aiming for another seven hours, and uh, as we speak, I think he's still on the air. <laughs> still singing. Still going. <laughs> he was quoted, he was, um, he, he was singing at the Scotsman nightclub in Carl Johans Gate, Oslo, and as he broke the record, confetti filled the room, oh. and he said, Thank you very much. I love you all. <laughs> Good day. I, uh, I mean, I, I'm fascinated by uh, people that sort of... Just... Now, hang on a minute. I think I might have a crack at uh, singing Elvis for 15 hours. I wonder 50. Who... 50. Oh, 50 hours. 50, yeah. Oh. That's so, pretty good going. It's the, like two days straight. Oh, no nap. No nap. Straight through. I think Guinness World, World yeah. Book of World Records, they allow you five minutes off an hour. I think that's the rule. Well, you, yeah, I mean, he'd need a little bit of water and he might yeah. need to just, yeah. you know... He was in danger of falling asleep during the ballads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. My 50 go. hours. Oh, day, well, I mean, if, you that's, you know, if, that's, if that's what floats I've often contemplated mind. looking through the Guinness Book, Book of World Records and picking just, one out. Just to find one. Just to find one you yeah. could have a crack at. Uh, yeah, the ones we might be half good at, though, I think we'd get slaughtered. Yeah. You know, what do you reckon the world record is for just talking rubbish on the uh, radio for? Uh, it's on page 75. <laughs> it's on it's 75 of the two manual. Two smoking guns! <laughs> there it is! We actually hold the record by default. <laughs> now, I was going to say... Um, you wouldn't want to, you know, you wouldn't want to go and take on the dumpling cheese. No, <laughs> champion, I don't want the hot dog or eating the hot one dog either. or the pie or no. the lamington. No eating the, challenges. They're not fun. I mean, you 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 just come across someone who's just from another planet. Yeah. You know, they would just <laughs> just gouge things and just hoover them off the no, plate. You wouldn't want to do an eating challenge and, or a drinking challenge. No, I don't reckon. That's dangerous. No, no. no. So um, maybe we should um, maybe we should investigate. Maybe we should go through the... Homework. See what there is that we could have a crack at. Homework. Next week I'll bring in the Guinness Book of World Records. I'll bring it in and we'll we'll rifle through it and see what we can find. (laughs) See what we can find. Uh, Well, uh, so where are we going to go from here? Well, I I mean, let me... Let me me start off, um, if you like, with uh, the gondolas. 
Oh, the gondolas. I just thought it was just, just too good. Speaking so, about travel. Yeah, so anyway, um, so the gondolas have, uh, seem to be disappearing uh, in a subterranean uh, method. <laughs> um, they're going under the water, mm-hmm. um, and there's a, a very good reason why. Right. There's, there are no holes in the boat. No, nothing different. No, no. Uh, old, mate, old mate in the hat and the stick is at the back. Yeah, still, doing he's his, still there. Doing his best work. Yes, but there seems to be some people that are getting on that have been involved with excessive eating. Right, they're fat. <laughs> they're fat. <laughs> they excessive eating by tourists when they're in lockdown. So during lockdown, oh, COVID they, they, calories. Yeah, so these are COVID cows. Have <laughs> um, <laughs> forced the city of Venice to take drastic action to prevent its famous gondolas sinking under the weight of increasingly fat passengers. Well, hang on a minute. Who's <laughs> travelling to Venice? Well, uh, uh, the Venetians themselves. I oh. suppose they're out and about. So they're out and about. Well, it says that they are. COVID calorie eating so and then they're hopping un- in boats and sinking them. <laughs> Under new rules, no more than five tourists will be allowed. Well, I mean, they're calling well, they're them tourists. calling them tourists, So Scotty. where are they coming from? Correct. It's a very good question. Um, tourists are now overweight and those arriving from certain countries are bombs. <laughs> They're calling certain them, countries. They're calling them bombs. So this is uh, it uh, Raul uh, Rovarato, head of the Junior Gondolas Association. <laughs> oh, don't you love that? So is there a There's Senior a, Gondolas oh, Association? Going ahead with more than half a ton of meat on board is dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> when it's full, it sinks. <laughs> Just, it's seriously gold. There's the number of passengers on the big gondolas. Oh, so there's the, here's the senior category now. Yeah. So there'll be a senior association president, no doubt, of the Seeking Gondolas Association. <laughs> um, it's a bigger gondolas used to ferry people across the Grand Canal. will be cut from 14 people to 12. The decision reflects the exact calculations that go into building the boats, which are tailor-made to suit the height, weight and rowing style of the gondoliers. Uh, another new rule uh, makes life easier for gondoliers' children uh, who can now follow in their parents' footsteps without needing to take the tough theory exam everyone else needs to sit. Oh, so kids can just get on and just start rowing or pushing or polling or whatever they do. Um, they need only take the practical exam and have four years' experience working with their parents. Hmm. So they, old mate, old little mate. You have to go to school to be a gondolier. Yeah, well, old little mate obviously spends four years sitting there watching old man gondolier go, you know, up and down the the river. And uh, then he puts his hand up and goes, righto, give me a turn and I'll just sit a a little exam and away I go. Um, Andrea Balby, head of the Association of Gondoliers. (laughs) another one. It's better. Denied it was unfair, saying uh, the intention was to preserve Venetian culture. Protecting them doesn't mean hiding behind privileges. It means giving a boost to culture which still breathes life into this city, he said. Well, I think um, the uh, Venice Tourism Association might want to get involved because if they, uh, if it gets out they're calling tourists half a ton of meat. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> they might have a bit of a reputation. Well, problem. I mean, the next thing is there'll be, a, you know, there'll be the Golden Arches logo on the side <laughs> of the gondolas, you know, just, <laughs> oh, it was just, uh, it, you know, when you just read something and you look at it and go, tourist going, going gondola. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever heard of the Association of Junior Gondoliers. Ah, uh, gondoliers. And uh, then, you know, and the, the first and the first two words, uh, excessive eating and gondola, um, <laughs> it had it had had greatness written all over yes. it for me. Good subheading. Anyway, there Good we go. So uh, save the gondolas. Go on a diet. <laughs> now, um, 
I don't want to breathe more oxygen into this uh, issue, but we have had a bit more f- uh, Karen from Brighton. <laughs> oh, Karen. Uh, Karen oh, from Karen. Brighton. Oh, yes. Um, so, obviously, we know who she is now. Yeah, she's do. all over the little paper. Yep. And um, she said she would... Oh, there's a couple of quotes I just wanted to read out. I don't want to give it too much oxygen. Yes. But she's gone with the, you wouldn't want to live anywhere else in the world but Brighton. She's right. gone with that. Right. And um, she, she also goes... In, this is in the paper. She goes, she whispered... From her front porch. I have plans to walk around Albert Park Lake. Just don't tell anyone. (laughs) So that's good. Uh, um, Is that so the paparazzi can't find her? Then she goes, oh yes, I wear a mask. Not the best of looks, but at least mine is black. Nobody does black like Melbourne. And then she's gone with... um, um, This is the great one. Because Daddy... Who's um, well, no name, no, no backdrop. Yeah, he lives up on Mermaid Beach in an eighteen million dollar mansion. Is it Daddy or Daddy-in-law? Daddy, right? Daddy. Okay. Ka- Karen said she'd be up at Daddy's now if it wasn't for Premier Dan and the Dandemic he's oh, inflicted. Seriously. If Dan had used his strand of ADF like everyone else, I would have been at the Gold Coast. Oh. So, I've got an idea. Why don't you go there permanently? <laughs> she's great. Just pack up and go. So um, anyway. she's um, she's uh, uh, she had, so they had a crack on her uh, on uh, another radio station. <laughs> she's gone with. Oh, I don't listen to that radio station. We uh, only listen to X radio. No, station, I, uh, so. no, uh, no names. Uh, no, I did hear uh, on a on another she network. What as I was flicking around to try and uh, get back to eighty eight point three Southern FM, but. Um, yeah, no, I, I've got. Uh, I, in fact, I got an interesting phone call um, the other day uh, from uh, somebody uh, quite close to home, um, who uh, alerted me to the fact that they they knew um, Karen, Karen, uh, Karen, and uh, so we uh, we started to put some little feelers out to see whether she might want to come and join us <laughs> on our show. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, we've got enough. She's got uh, enough oxygen already. Really, Scotty. <laughs> We'll see how we go. <laughs> Let's see how we go. Oh, dear me. What do you got now? Well, I do well. have a really disturbing article. Oh. Um, rats have taken advantage of the lockdown of many Melbourne businesses, dining at empty restaurant tables, oh. nesting in closed Pilates studios, and some even leaving the city. The protracted shutdown of many Melbourne restaurants and cafes has deprived the poor city rats and mice of many of their usual sources of food. And pest controllers are seeing a surge of vermin in the suburbs. Are they social distancing? Are they 1.5 metres apart at the tables? (laughs) (laughs) They, um, they, uh, lovely, lovely bit of sub-editing. Hungry rodents hit the suburbs. Oh, I love it. So basically, because there's no food in town, because all the restaurants are shut, and they usually get their feed out of the bins out the back in the laneways. In the laneway. And all that sort of stuff. They're, um, they're, um, visiting the burbs. Oh, so the changing patterns of rat and mouse activity are driving a boom for Melbourne's rat catchers. Ah. Data, data, oh, data from Flick Pest Control, which tracks rat traps across Melbourne, shows a huge spike in, uh, in Melbourne in uh, March. Sydney saw a swimless spike in April. <laughs> ah. It's pretty full on for us ah. at the moment, said Protect Pest Controller Muzi Salakis. We're so busy. Thank God we're essential workers. Otherwise, we're going to have the rats and mice taking over. Well, you know it'll happen now. There'll be a spike in people watching Ratatouille. <laughs> <laughs> Great film, by the way. I did. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to go with um, the um, <laughs> yeah. you know. There's been a surge in rats in Richmond since all the uh, the Chinese and Korean 
Closed down. But, uh, yeah, that would be inappropriate. Uh, so, uh, so, there so, you go. so we've had the rats of Tobruk. Now we've got the rats of Braybrook. <laughs> he said most of the rats he was seeing were in North Preston, Yarraville, and Reservoir. Yeah, there you go. North of the river. Yeah. Braybrook. Braybrook. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, I can tell you. So it's there you a, go. A, More rats. Look out for rats and mice, uh, mate. A couple of years ago, um, I discovered that I had a, a bit of an issue with uh, some uh, ducted heating under yeah. the floor. And uh, I'll tell you what, you, you talk about jobs you never want to do. We should talk about this one day. Oh, in fact, I'll tell you what, we've got to go to a break and look after our sponsors. So I'm just going to share that with you straight after the break. All right, buddy. All right. When your future feels uncertain, it's time to ask for help. Bendigo Bank has been helping our customers through tough times for over 160 years. If you're a Bendigo Bank customer, talk to us about ways we can help you through this one. We have financial assistance packages available, so don't wait. Visit our website or contact your local Bendigo Bank branch. Together, we'll see you through to better times. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. Southern FM sponsor. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install block-out blinds, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 95021414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM sponsor. G'day, this is Eric Banner for RAD, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. Here's a simple word of advice. If you enjoy a drink when you go out, keep it simple. Unless you're a rocket scientist, how do you really know whether you're under or over the limit? So try this, either drink or drive. Don't mess around trying to do both. A message from RAD, ra-dd.org.au. Hi, I'm Victoria's Chief Health Officer, Brett Sutton. Right now, we're experiencing higher rates of community transmission of coronavirus. That means it's more important than ever that we each do what we can to protect ourselves and each other. Wearing a mask will provide you with a physical barrier to coronavirus. But we also need to remember, masks are not the only way to stay safe. Wherever you can, keep one and a half metres apart from others, wash your hands often and cough or sneeze into a tissue or your elbow. And if you have symptoms, get tested. Victoria, let's stay home and let's stay safe. Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. So before the break there, Scotty, we were talking about rats and uh, I'm not talking about the coach of St Kilda. <laughs> no, 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 that's correct. I was talking about rats who were deprived of their usual food sources with yep. all the restaurants and closed yep. and the, the feeding that they used to do in the laneway. And you yep. were about to regale me with a tale of domestic well, rat I, action. I, I was, and, uh, and it's got two disturbing pieces to it. <laughs> First of all, um, so this falls under the category of um, jobs you just don't want to do. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be... Um, the repairer of um, ducted heating, whereby the ducted heating ducts are under your floor. Oh no! It's so a you've got the job. you've got like the eighteen inch, you know, at best, right? Um, anyway, so old mate, spiders who is a, and oh, red backs. Old mate and... comes, ripping good young bloke, Andy, 
And uh, I said, Andy, I've, I've taken off a couple of the... Uh, skinny b- guy, probably, too. Yeah, skinny. Yeah, yeah, got yeah stuck yeah. under yeah. a house. And uh, he just had a pair of jeans on and boots. He did put a sort of a jacket on and a hood. And I thought, mate, I'll tell you what, I, I'd, I'd be dressed like I was going to the, out of space if I was going <laughs> to go under here. Anyway, so... Um, he takes his radio with him. <laughs> so yes, you've been down, down there for a long time. <laughs> bit of entertainment. Anyway, so old mate, go, he crawls through this hole. Seriously, it was, it, it was no bigger than the top of a hole in the top of a can. And it just disappears into this darkness. It's a labyrinth. Yeah, takes the torch in. Anyway, I hear, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> old mate comes back out. <laughs> Feet first. The reverse scramble. He's gone... Well, uh, got a bit of a problem. Uh, it's a bit, A, it's a bit wet down there. Um, and he said, I've just found something that you might want to, might not want to know about. And B, I've just seen about 10 redback spiders. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, old mate finds out, um, which sort of added up to a couple of things that we were noticing, but old mate um, uh, comes back out with a photograph that shows that the, um, the waste pipe from the kitchen sink uh, finished approximately about 12 inches from the bottom of the waste pipe. Oh. <laughs> they weren't joined. Oh, right? good. So Excellent everything that went down the sink for God knows how long was just wetting the joint, right? Oh, wow. So decay, you know, and then, of course, apparently that's the, the heaven for, for spiders. Yeah. So anyway, he <laughs> takes down six cans of those bombs <laughs> that just, you know, kill everything, including the house, I'm sure. We'll probably have cancer in 20 years' time. <laughs> that many cans are used. So anyway, so old mate's gone down, but I've got to tell you, you know, he's uh, he comes back out, and you just would not want to get in no. there. Anyway, part B of that was that uh, he brought out the um, sections of the ducted heating where he thought there was an issue. Well, my God, had they been destroyed by rats. There were rats, dead rat bodies in the... Oh, beautiful. Right, sleeping in it, because it was, you know, nice warm air, and eventually, somehow they died, probably got killed by the redback spider. (laughs) Um, so anyway, I'll get old mate to, um, another old mate to come around who's the, talking about, you know, the rat trap people. Fumigator. Well, he comes around with this sort of plastic box and then just sort of straps it to the side of the house. Well, that was three years ago. It's still there. <laughs> I don't come back and get them. Did you get a plumber around to fix your plumbing? Uh, yes. Yeah. No, we, 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 we managed to get that sorted. Yeah, I just couldn't even imagine what that poor young bloke must have encountered when he's gone down there with spider webs, red backs. Oh, no, it doesn't wet, think about Wet, it. and then whatever we'd been chucking down the sink for God knows how long. Oh, what a pong, too. That just was no good. And mm. I just thought, oh, mate. Were you on stumps or a slab? Uh, uh, no, stumps. That's a problem. Yeah, yeah. Your house hasn't Yeah, well... There's a little bit of the floor that is uh, questionable, and I have been monitoring it. And um, at some point, uh, we may have to bulldoze. (laughs) Anyway, but yeah, I just I thought opened up a can of worms there. Oh yeah, the worms down there too, I'm sure. But no, I just we 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 must do one one of these Sundays. We must do what is a job you just don't want to. That one, that that's one. That's right up there for me. That one. I mean, I you know. That's uh, even a bit of sewage if you're a plumber probably wouldn't. But when you're crawling on your belly, you know, and you've got 12, 14, 18 inches at best and it's dark and there's cobwebs and it's wet and there's red backs. I mean, that's... 
I'm, I'm not it's a like, celebrity, but get I'm, me out of here. Get me out of here. the jungle, get me out Let's of here. Let's go. I could film under my house. <laughs> See who lasts the longest. Oh, anyway, God. a little segue just to sort of add to nice. the flavour of rats in Melbourne. Nice. So. <laughs> nice. Oh, very good. We're talking All about right. rats. Yeah. Um, there's one in the White House, as, as we uh, speak, yeah. and he's... Uh, He's obviously cratering in the polls, the great man. Yeah, he's had to cancel his uh, Florida Razzmatazz um, um, showcase convention event because of corona, coronavirus fears. <laughs> right. Um, and he wanted it really badly because he's obviously behind the polls and he's not tracking very well and he wanted to, you know, tell a lot of lies and stories. Um, so um, basically, he's in a bit of trouble, but he's in more trouble because... His niece, Mary Trump, yes. uh, has been approved to release her tell-all-tale book. So, just wanted to take you through a little bit of her action, what she's got to say. What's he? Uh, he's rubbed her up the wrong way, is he? <laughs> well, it's basically, she said, I can't let him destroy my country, She is her opening gambit. Wow. Um, and he said, um, yeah, she's got, she's got an interview coming up, and she said, uh, he isn't going to get better, he's going to get worse. He said, there's no bottom. She says, there's no bottom to how bad this can get and how egregious his behaviour can be. Really? Mary says it was her grandfather, Fred Senior, who was the chief architect, architect and complete sociopath oh. responsible for instilling the behaviour we witness. Donald learned as a young boy that you can never admit you're wrong. That was considered a weakness. Mm. It's, it's a kind of toxic positivity she says there was no admitting pain there was no admitting weakness and she uses the white house's response to the pandemic to illustrate how his inherited character traits have delivered such a disastrous result one he can't admit he's wrong two he can't admit there's suffering going on and everything isn't great so he has to pretend that he's done everything right and everything is going perfectly and this will just disappear and everything's going to be fine Seriously. Which is ring true. Yeah. Right? Yeah. In addition, we're talking about somebody who's quite unstable. And the more pressure he's under, because he's completely out of his depth here, the more cornered he's going to feel and the more he's going to lash out. And that's what we need to watch out for in the next few months, she says. As if to prove her diagnosis, Trump over the last few days has used selective media interviews to lash out at his niece. Using language and invective, he saves for normally only his worst enemies. She's a mess. It's disgraceful that she said that. Untruthful things about my wonderful parents. She was not exactly a family favourite. We didn't have a lot of respect or like for her. You know, God, she's, she's, so, he's, so he's venting. And not only did the book dent his dealmaker image by exposing no less than five bankruptcies and $400 million in prop-up funding from his father... How much? Four hundred million in proper money from his. Four hundred million. Yep, yep. Um, the damage. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so it goes on and on and on and on about the the toxic family and and how they've cut, been cut off from different things and they've cut various people off and. Uh, there's an allegation a younger Donald organised another smarter man to sit his university entrance exam. Um, there's uh, there's <laughs> on the night his father died. Donald decided to go and see a movie, and it was Arthur, which is a great <laughs> movie, by the way. We <laughs> yes, it's a great that movie. It's a great movie. Um, but uh, I look forward to uh, obtaining a copy of said book because uh, I think it goes 
a long way to describing the behaviour that we see from an elected official who is a, well, <laughs> who's a sociopath and uh, someone who's quite unstable, according to someone within the family. Well, if I'm not mistaken, I think you'll find uh, there is a program on tonight, right. um, and it's uh, her being interviewed. Oh, so might you, might wanna, you, you might want to you might want to have that look. as your little segue into uh, to then following up by reading the book. I might well, watch that after I watch the replay of the security. Oh, exactly. Uh, Well, I'll tell you what, well then... There's no way he can get in again after all this, surely. Well, let me just, uh, let me support, uh, well, just, uh, I'll throw this at you. Um, I've just come across this little headline. I was devastated when I won. I had a great life. Who do you think that might be? the same bloke. same bloke, (laughs) right? So, My life was perfect. Yeah. Now, yeah. Let, so, so then uh, let, let me uh, provide supportive um, uh, documentation and uh, said language uh, around the fact uh, of what you've just uh, given us. Um, Donald Trump has suggested he was devastated when he won the presidency. <laughs> he was devastated, devastated was he? Poor was he? little boy. Uh, because he had such a great life before entering the White House. Of course he did. Yeah, no, he had a great life. Uh, with just over Everybody knows I had a great life. With just over 100 days before the US election, Trump has given a glimpse of how things were better for him before he won the election, noting that the best day of his life was the one before he announced he was running for office. Oh, uh, I love doing it, being president, but there was this phony deal that I was devastated when I won because I couldn't have my life. I had a great life, I did. He said in a candid interview with American Sports and Pop Culture blog, Barstool Sports, the best day of my life in terms of business and life and everything was the day before I announced I was running for president. Everything was good. The company was good. I had finished up a lot of jobs that were very successful. And then I said, I want to do this. I'm really glad I did, but I was treated very unfairly with fake Russia, 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 and Ukraine, Ukraine, all fake stuff. It's... A very vicious business. <laughs> that, ladies and gentlemen, is the leader of the free world and the president of the United States oh. of America in 2020. He's amazing, isn't he? Oh, I He's just, just got it all going on. If if there was anybody else in charge of something even remotely as important as a country, uh, and, and they spoke like that, you'd have the you'd have the bloke in the with the white suits. Ran, ran to his joint in about four minutes flat, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. And there'd be a, a little jab in the arm. Come on, Mr. Trump. We're just going for a little uh, little holiday. <laughs> a little in their white suits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and the, the Oval Office, well, you should be used to that because we're going to a place where there are no corners. <laughs> it's it's all just padded. all round. So it's not called the Oval Office. It's just called the little round room. I've only just got, I've got five words to say to you about oh. that. Person, man, woman, camera, TV. Did you, oh. did you catch his interview the other day? No. When he was talking about his... I took the cognitive test, right? He oh, talking I heard about him take, talking about the test. And there's, a, there's a question. And they have, he has to repeat in order, you know, man, oh. woman, person, camera, TV. Yeah. And then he said, they ask you 15 minutes later just to remember that. And I remember it. I'm a genius. <laughs> Okay. So he's uh, telling this guy all about oh the test. God. It's a great piece of you, really? as is most of his I, stuff. I, I, I honestly think I he's... heard the, 
there was something about a test, and I but I didn't I didn't get the the guts of um, what the test actually was. You can't, what he had to you do. can't help talking about how great he is. Oh, always <laughs> best country in the world. We're going great. We're going great. We're going great. <laughs> it's going well. Ten thousand died yesterday. It's okay. We're going great. Really Seriously. Lunatic. So, um, listen, mate. Yes. Um, what have we got? I'm going to play a song. Oh, good. We haven't um, played a song yet. We haven't played a song yet. No. And um, I've decided um, to... Uh, my theme <laughs> for today's... Pi- Madness? Pictures. Oh, pictures. Yes. Because oh. I was flicking through the paper and there were a lot of good pictures. Oh, pictures. <laughs> I thought, I'll we- play some songs with picture in the title. Are we going to have moving pictures? Well, no, I didn't think of that. That's a band with the yes, name right. was, in the title. Was, so, was, so it's kind of, that might be a, uh, a that might, it be, might the, be 5.2 section C. <laughs> um, we might get to that. Band pictures. But yes. This is just pictures. So um, I'm going to play you some songs today with pictures well, in the title. Well, I was going to say, I'm, I'm uh, questioning that notice, obviously, uh, for me. Um, think about one. And I actually don't have one that sort of springs to mind, but I'm sure you're going to play me something that I will be familiar with. Well, let's And just, I just don't remember that it's got the word pictures in it. If this jogs your memory. All right.
Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install block-out blinds, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 9502-1414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM sponsor. Hi, I'm Victoria's Chief Health Officer, Brett Sutton. Right now, we're experiencing higher rates of community transmission of coronavirus. That means it's more important than ever that we each do what we can to protect ourselves and each other. Wearing a mask will provide you with a physical barrier to coronavirus. But we also need to remember, masks are not the only way to stay safe. Wherever you can, keep one and a half metres apart from others, wash your hands often and cough or sneeze into a tissue or your elbow. And if you have symptoms, get tested. Victoria, let's stay home and let's stay safe. In times like these, you can watch your favourite artists from the comfort of your living room, from their home to yours. But when it comes to the real thing, it takes an army of workers to help put a concert on. They can't work right now, but they're ready and waiting to do it all again. Until then, you can support the artists and the crew behind the scenes by donating to Support Act. Support Act, the heart and hand of Australian music. Too many people with a mental health condition see no way out. Eight people die by suicide each day in Australia. Three million are living with anxiety or depression. Beyond Blue Support Service is here to help. Your donation can help save lives. And welcome back to the Smoking Guns. Back to the guns. And uh, Scotty, yep. you just noticed that ad there for Support Act. Yes. Which is a worthwhile cause um, supporting our musicians yep. who can't work at the moment. In, in the good news, um, Victorian government grants totaling $857,000 to help musicians and businesses produce new music, upgrade equipment, live stream their gigs, and enhance skills have been awarded. So that's yep. all good news. That's following on, of course, from... Last month's um, Victorian Live Music Venues Program, which um, allocated $15 million to help uh, venues survive the pandemic. Yep. Um, so this follows that up, and that's gone to, um, to a lot of artists, including um, some online um, businesses um, to support programs and keep people playing gigs online. Um, because obviously that's been a massive, massive thing now, Scotty. I've watched quite a few gigs now online. Yep. Um, great thing to be able to do. Um, and, you know, a bit of a poor substitute for the real thing. Um, sure. It's very hard to um, get the right sticky carpet effect in your own lounge room <laughs> that you normally get at the corner. You just need to spill a few. You spill well, I've been doing that. But I've ended up with a problem like you've got <laughs> <laughs> under your house. So, you're like, you're uh, like rats. But it's good, it's good to see all this um, money going to, to worthwhile causes, which is great. No, that's good. And now tell me, um, because you were leave, you left the studio last weekend and you were telling me, or we discussing on air, you were going to go home and watch the Gadinsky program. Yeah, well, I watched a... Had, how'd it go? I watched a replay of it. It was yeah, brilliant. I, I saw the last five minutes of it. It's brilliant. Um, was it? Loved it. Yeah, good. Loved it. Good. And as a consequence, straight after that, um, YouTube got uh, brought up and we watched about two hours of YouTube footage yeah. from yeah. old... Australian yeah. bands from yeah, the right. 70s and 80s, which was wonderful. Right, very good. Now, I've got a really, really great story here, mate. It's yep. uh, apropos of the Olympics that would normally be on around about now, but yep. of course, Tokyo has been 
postponed till next year. Yes. Um, and it's a lovely article in the paper about Michelle Ford. Michelle Ford uh, was a swimmer, swimmer. for she Australia, was. 1980. Yep. The Moscow Olympics. She's the blonde bombshell. She was. Yep. And, um, of course, the, um, the story behind the Moscow Olympics, of course, was um, Australia boycotted. Yes. Um, the Olympics. And uh, athletes had to force into a very, very difficult situation of whether they chose to personally go yes. or whether they stayed at home. In fact, a lot of the um, uh, athletes were offered money not to go by the Australian government, wow. which is which is fascinating. Yeah. Um, athletes were offered $6,000 at the time not to go, which was a lot of money back then, yeah, but, which it is yeah, 40 absolutely. years ago. Yeah. Um, so um, it's, it was difficult. Um, so she ended up going. And she got death threats, right? She got a letter before she stood on the block for her 800-metre final, swing final. Yeah. Uh, if you stand on the starting box, you will be a traitor to your country. Not exactly fan mail to be no, getting. So it's not exactly good luck, hope you no, win. No, no, it's exactly right. She's just, not wow. a message of good luck, not one of those fan grams or anything like that. Right. But the biggest challenge she had, of course, apart from the public shaming uh, and all of that sort of stuff, was the doping. Ah. The East German doping oh, campaign, yes. if you recall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, um, it's, a ma- it's an amazing story. I just want to talk you through this because in the Montreal Olympics in 1976, this, yeah. is, this is great. So this is Montreal 1976. 100-metre freestyle, East Germany. 200-metre free, East Germany. 400 free, East Germany. 800 freestyle, East Germany. 100 backstroke, East Germany. 200 backstroke, East Germany. 100 right. breaststroke, East Germany. 200 yeah. breaststroke, Russia. 100-meter butterfly, East Germany, 200-meter, East Germany. So everyone right. was, was East German. Now, coming into Moscow, same story. There's yep. one one person that stands out, Michelle Ford, Australia. Huh? Yeah. Um, so, amazing story. She was she, she said they were participating, the women participating uh, against her were found to be taking three times the amount of steroids than Ben Johnson took. Oh, my gosh. Huh? Really? Um, she said, um, she said, um, you could tell, you could, <laughs> she said, uh, this was, uh, uh, American freestyler Shirley Babishoff, a four-time silver medalist at those games, the yep. same games. She said, uh, she was asked how she thought she'd go and she said, well, except for their deep voices and moustaches, I think they'd probably <laughs> do fine. <laughs> Oh heaven! So the nature of the win, right? She had to she had to um, compete against all these doping. So he, she and her coach um, had to devise a plan, right? Yeah, because um, she um, she by the time she got to the eight hundred final, she'd already finished fourth in the four hundred behind three East Germans. Yeah, of course. Uh, one bronze in the two hundred butterfly behind two East Germans, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and that had been 10 finals to that point, and East German women had won nine, the other going to a Soviet breaststroker. Yeah. The difficulty for Ford was the East Germans raced as a pack. So a sacrificial lamb pushed the pace uh, to wear out rivals, and then obviously the, uh, the people that taking more steroids came over the top at the end. So they were sending one swimmer out fast to set the pace, the second one to come through, and then the third, you know, to, to, to win. So yep. they were racing as... As, as unit, like a cycling team, she I was going to say, exactly like yeah. that. So she, she saw that happen in all the other finals, um, and she said, you've got to understand the amount of induced muscle growth these girls had. They just sprang off the walls, oh, you know. They oh. couldn't they could catch anyone. They had power in them that didn't dissipate over distance. So, yeah. so the race plan, she said, was to start in circumspect fashion and make a move 
early in the race about the 150 metre mark, she, she tells, tells the article. So Ford, whose diminutive frame looked almost Lilliputian in contrast <laughs> to her main rivals, um, sort of um, executed as, as follows. So she went first 100, she turned seventh, yep. which was second last. Yeah. She was way behind on the first 100, and she said, I think Bill, my coach, would have been shitting himself. <laughs> then at the 150 mark, we had decided to start moving because they wouldn't have expected that. So I started moving. At the end of 200, I was second. By the 250 mark, I'd gone through them. With every stroke, the external forces that had piled up on Ford, the politics, the anguish, the anger, the grief, the nerves, melted away, and Ford beat them easily. She wow. touched the wall four seconds hit ahead wow. of the two East Germans and a pair of Russians, um, and she was the only woman to win individual gold medal outside the East German juggernaut at those Olympics. That so, is extraordinary. What an amazing story. What an amazing story. You know, and uh, it was 40 years ago, and we forget that, you know, that was a, uh, a state-endorsed um, drug program yeah. um, designed to, to win, pretty much like the Russians are doing at the moment. Um, so, but fascinating that that's come out. So there's a picture of her in a paper there with her medal. And good on her. That's a very, very good, good. good it's a very heartening story. What I think. was uh, Shane Gould's um, era? Was well, she, no, uh, she was she more in the sixties. Yeah, she's before. Uh, yeah, she was way before, way before that. But um, yeah. that is a remarkable story when you've got to beat all of the drug cheaters. I'd love to um, three times the I, amount of steroids well, that Ben what, Johnson no, and, took. I, and I mean this in, in you know in a and I suppose in a medical. Um, style of uh, questioning. I wonder how many of those athletes are alive. Well, that's right, and what sort of medical and, conditions and what, they've what had. what sort of condition that they are. And how, and how many of them have been able to have children, well, for well, example. Well, all of the above, right? Because they, were so, all like, they started doping them when they were in their teens. Yeah. Right? So it's going to mess with their entire, you know, yep. hormones and cycles and, and stuff. And those drugs they were taking, uh, is there any correlation that um, that also doesn't, uh, it, it stops them from building up the lactic acid and therefore they don't get fatigued? Is that part of that process with all those roids? Not a medical expert. We might uh, have to get in. Uh, what is that bloke that was working at Essendon? We might get him in on to. Uh, cooking? <laughs> <laughs> You know that bloke? Yeah, oh yeah, I know that bloke. Yeah, yeah I'm just going to leave that alone. He'd be able to yeah. tell you. No, well, uh, oh, maybe we should ring up the producers of Breaking Bad and, yeah. and just ask them how it works. <laughs> no, but I, uh, what's your uh, in talking about the Olympics? Um, and on a, I suppose on a bit of a sad note, but it, it really is a it, it's coming to the fore more and more. I've been hearing a lot more dialogue over the last couple of weeks because the Olympics would be on now. Yeah, they would. Um, so there's been a whole lot of interviews uh, with athletes going. Mm. Hey, how are you? Mm. You know, you 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 meant to be lining up on the blocks in Tokyo. You know, swimming at the the two or the four or the eight or you know the medley or whatever. And they trained four years for this. Done moment, all, right. done everything to get to this point, and then of course. You know, not that they found out last week they weren't going, but um, you can't erase that three and a half years of uh, doing all that work and prepping yourself. And one athlete said, look, time is something that we never have enough of. So in my view, you know, if the Olympics are next year, then I've got another year to sort of keep doing stuff. And um, But for others, and and my point being uh, was the very tragic story of that poor young girl who was the... um, ice skater yeah who took her life yeah um only last week i think so um she'd left a note and uh she she'd fallen off a a, a building at about six stories or mm. something and but you know you you'd, you'd absolutely have to feel um for all these athletes i think because 
you know, that's a serious rug to have pulled out from underneath you when you've dedicated three and a half years. You know, it, it's a bit like saying, well, sorry, you've studied to be a doctor, but we're not taking any more doctors now. <laughs> well, <laughs> so you've yeah. got to go and be an architect. Well, that's right. Know? That's right. Um, but um, So, yeah, so that whole uh, mental health piece around these athletes, I'm sure they've got all the support that they need. But, um, yeah, you, when you just stop for a moment and think, wow, at the sacrifice that they've made and, um, you know, and who knows whether the Olympics will actually happen even next year, you know. I mean, well, it's, mate, it's uh, all up in the air, isn't it? Yep, and it might be that you can be where the Olympics going to be held, oh, it's Tokyo, but, um, you know, can athletes from around the world actually travel there, you know, mm. and can they actually get to to go to the Olympics, even though they might be able to compete once they're there, but, you know, they might have to go there for six months in some sort of lockdown to, you know, to be able to do that, but who knows? Um, the world just keeps changing every day with this uh, beast of a... Um, a pandemic, hmm. but anyway, we uh, we just adjust as well and uh, as accordingly as we possibly can, don't we? I think. Anyway, we certainly do, mate. All right. Um, well, uh, I'll share one more with you, if I may, and 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 whether we want to uh, whether we want to have a chat about our favourite cheese that we've uh, enjoyed for eighty five <laughs> years, but but I've got uh, I've got another one. It's um, there's a young there's a young bloke who's got a bit a bit of. Um, an interesting uh, way he likes to look at things. He likes to put a bit of fun into things. So it's um, in uh, right over the other side of the world in LA. There's a supermarket chain uh, called uh, uh, Supermarket Chain Trader. Um, Trader Joe's built a devoted following by giving customers international products at good prices in a fun environment. This is uh, this is. Oh yeah, well, I've been to a Trader Joe's. Oh, have you been to a yeah, Trader Joe's? I right, I have. Yeah, so, uh, so this is all about Trader Joe. Uh, but now uh, it's being accused of racist branding. Right. Right, and packaging amid calls for it to remove offensively labelled food and drink products. Founder Joe um, Collum, or Coulomb, um, he passed away in February, uh, sadly. Founded uh, his first store in 1967, selling products at an affordable price. He also used humorous own label branding to keep costs down with products like Trader Ming's Wonton Soup, <laughs> Trader Joe's Mexican Lager, and Trader Giotto's Pesto. But two weeks ago, uh, a petition emerged uh, arguing that by using these supposedly trivialising and demeaning names, the chain had per- uh, perpetuated harmful stereotypes. PC calling. See, woo, PC woo, calling. Alert, red alert. World gone mad. Mm. I mean, seriously. You know, and and now, look, well, let's talk about the cheese. Let's talk about Redskins. So, you, uh, Redskins. You can't have re- the Washington Redskins. Can't will no longer be the Washington Redskins. You can't get those chewy things so, used to pull your teeth out either. They're going to be the Washington Red Washington Football Club. Something. Hmm. Uh, yes. And and then coon cheese. Yeah, that's it's let's, just let's a just, name yes. of a cheese named after the founder William. So. So does the do, do the rest of the do the rest of the Coon family mm. have to go and change their name by Depol now because mm. their surname's offensive? Mm. Come on, mm. how far do we go? Tap dance. How far do we go? I mean, do you honestly do we honestly get to a point where you've got to write down every list whereby if it refers to the colour black or red or yellow or green? Or anything else that might remotely cause offence to some individual on this planet, 
that you've actually got... Just remove them all. Just go, that's butter with peanuts in it. It's not peanut butter. That's offensive to someone for sure. That's just butter with peanuts in it. <laughs> I did. Uh, I, I hear you, and I'm in violent agreement, oh. but I'm in violent silent agreement. Right. <laughs> but I did hear a great suggestion that we replace the uh, the letter C with B and call it Boone cheese and have oh. a dirty great photo of David oh. Boone oh. on the cheese. Oh. That would be particularly good. Changing every word. Boonie. Uh, changing every Bit of boonie for breakfast. Changing every word that starts with the letter C and Get, change it with... <laughs> No, 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 just, just for oh, coon, just oh, for coon cheese. Yeah, sorry, so we call it boon cheese. Oh, so you yeah, get some boon yeah, yeah, on your bun. Oh, yeah. Oh, get yeah. some boonie. Get some boonie put, on your put bun. Put some boonie in your burger. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Bit of boonie in your bit burger of, with a beer. Yeah. yeah. Boonie. We, we should get boonie to buy it. Boonie. <laughs> boonie cheese. Yeah. He looks like he's had a bit of cheese. <laughs> he might have had a journey. I reckon he might boonie. have had a bit of cheese over his journey. <laughs> I reckon he might have for sure. Oh, very good. Um, now I want to tackle. Right. No, over to you. I want to tackle uh, a topic um, yes. in a second. But, yes. uh, it's, it's, uh, I'll preface this. Yes. Just, in, by no means am I endorsing these products. <laughs> by no means do I think there's a trend emerging with these products. But uh, by think, no means would you buy them. <laughs> by no means would I be buying these. Products. I know where you're going. And I refer, of course, to the non-alcoholic wine <laughs> segment of the market, Scotty. That that. Yeah. So uh, one of the, accordingly, according to this article, one of the fastest growing drinks categories isn't Prosecco or, or Bone Dry Rosé. It's non-alcoholic wine. I refute that statement <laughs> as being factually incorrect. According to data from market research company IRI, the non-alcohol wine category is now worth $1.1 million domestically. Right. On the back of 800% growth in the last 12 months. Well, we've talked about this before, you know. Now, that sounds like a lot of money. It's not. But compared to the rest of the wine and beverage industry, that would be infinitesimally small. Yeah. Mm. I reckon they. I reckon there'd be uh, 10 times that in breakage <laughs> <laughs> by the other manufacturers. <laughs> so after this little break, that we'll, we'll just have a All quick right. little break, I'm going to do some reviews of... Six wines that have been tested by some um, by some wine connoisseurs, <laughs> and let me tell you, the the news isn't good for these non-alcoholic wines, Scotty. Uh, are you going to name them? I'm or going to name them. Are, are you are going to name and them? I'm going to take you through the oh. the uh, the um, the tasting notes. Uh, okay, <laughs> just a sec. Right Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton. Creative Shades and Design can supply and install block-out blinds, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 9502-1414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM sponsor. From Sandringham to South Yarra, you're listening to Southern FM. So pour yourself a wine while I take you through these, Scotty. So the first one up is Maggie Beer's Sparkling Chardonnay, $12. Three out of five, so it's actually rated pretty well. It's a fizzy right. number. For, oh, it's, 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 this fizzy number from Australia's favourite pheasant farmer. Say that, say that when you've had a couple of non-alcoholic wines. Is a simple mix of carbonated water and grape juice. So it's just, it's just mineral water and grape juice. How can that be even classified as wine? It's just yeah. a soft drink. 
Yeah, so, so the next one is Blue Nun White from Germany, $12. No stars. Sadly, there is nothing to recommend about this alcohol-free version of the Lost Party favourite unless sulfurous rotten egg aromas are your jam. (laughs) Love it. Crikey. There is some acid too. When buying de-alcoholised wine, consider avoiding brands where acid features on the ingredients list rather than occurring naturally in the taste profile. Avoid. Avoid. (laughs) Don't you love that? So the R0 Savvy Blanc from Marlborough, New Zealand, $20, two out of five. Grassy, tinned pea and asparagus odours? Yes, it's Sauvignon Blanc in all its methyloxapyrazine heavy glory. This just tastes like really, really flat savvy with no complexity on the mid palate. <laughs> Mercifully, the acid is subdued, so it doesn't drink like you're licking a battery. <laughs> Oh, thank goodness for that. <laughs> there are a lot better Savvy Blancs on the market, absolutely. However, it's hard, not hard to find worse Marlborough Plonk at the same price oh, point either. Stop. 20 yeah. bucks a bottle and it's like licking a battery. It's like licking a battery, <laughs> Scotty. Edenvale Shiraz. Oh, no. uh, two yeah. out of five. Yeah. Two, two and a half out of five. Yeah. Also known as that fake wine they sell at Coles and Woolies. <laughs> established in 2006, Edenvale's Australia's most widely available alcohol-removed wine brand. Its lightest Shiraz has fresh plum and tin pear on the nose, but the overall drinking experience is <laughs> underwhelming. <laughs> Alcohol is vital for adding body to wine, my point exactly, mm. for lifting aromas and lacing flavours and giving cause for excitement. Its absence seems to be more noticeable in reds, thus creating a confusing confusing sensation for the regular wine drinker. A bit like walking up an escalator that isn't moving. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Oh. Um, McGuigan, oh. zero Shiraz, three out of five. Oh, best served chilled is a recommendation rarely oh. seen on a Shiraz label. There's a lot of oak happening on the nose and a hint of red currant. The acid is balanced and the stewed cherry on the finish makes this a decent pairing. For red meat. Right. So not bad. All right. And the Domaine La, de la Prada Premium Organic Merlot Shiraz France, $34, three, out of, three and a half out of five. This is the pick of the booze-free bunch with a balanced oak and acid, aromas of stewed fruit toffee. It still has a slight flavour of damp cardboard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, is a step in the right direction. Watch this space. Oh. So, um, fortunately, um, they, they, they were... Of, very, very poor quality, and I don't see this catching on. Um, I think and, it's and said right here is alcohol is vital for adding body to the wine and lifting aromas and lacing flavours, Scotty. Without it, yeah. you've got damp cardboard, and it's like licking a battery. Yeah, and 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 for the privilege of having uh, and just getting a bit of damp cardboard and squeezing the juice out of it, um, that'll cost you $34. That's exactly <laughs> right. So, I, so where's the value? Oh, man, oh, man. Oh, I think they've got a long way to go. But I, I look, I... I still think uh, they're, they're certainly, when we talked about the brands like um, Diageo, um, and I think it was um, one of the makers of Stout, that have invested a tish load of money into this space, mm-hmm. um, but I think not into the likes of this. I've got a feeling it might be more, you know, your, your, your zero alcohol Heineken and oh, uh, yeah, and, and, your, and your vodkas. And yeah, and just things. those. I think they're, and I think that's probably more aimed at um, some of the youngies to try and take some yeah, of the yeah. some of the boost out of that and yeah. give them a little bit, but um, really try almost get them down to to, to nothing, but. Uh, yeah, I can't see it. Can't see it can't happening, see it. mate. No, no, no. Um, listen, ponder that, I and will. Uh, I'll play another song about pictures. 
All right. And um, see if you remember this one. We played The Cure earlier, of we course. We did play The Cure. Here, which is a That's brilliant it. song. Yep. And uh, we're going to go with a bit of Blondie now, mate. She was, yeah, wasn't oh, she? Oh, mate, I've got to tell you, I, no, I, hey? I almost meant to send you a text yesterday because uh, I was in the car. One of my favourite songs of all time. Yeah. I mean, I love the song, but I love her singing it, is uh, One Way or Another oh, yeah. by Blondie. Blondie. And uh, the, it, it features in a film called um, Coyote Wild. Coyote Ugly. Co- Co- Coyote Ugly. Yeah. Wild, ugly. Um where the young girl in the bar, all the boys have broken out. The biggest brawl. Have you seen the film? No. Oh, you must. It's got oh, Leanne Rhymes. Oh, you <laughs> do yourself Leanne a Rhymes fa- with what? Do yourself a favour, Rutsy. Go and see, go and get this film for wherever you need to go and get it. And just watch for the scene where all the boys in the in the bar have decided that they don't like each other anymore. Yeah. And the biggest punch-up of all time starts to, to occur. And 
the young lady in question, she just she gets up on top of the bar yep. and she starts to sing one way or another. Yeah. You loved and, it. Oh, <laughs> shut the fridge. <laughs> just, it's one of those, it's just one of those pieces in a film where you just go, that is just fantastic. Yeah. Um, no, we love Blondie much. She's just a big, was... big favourite in our house. Yeah, yeah, no. And I'm there mate. she was with... Uh, with a song with picture in the yeah, title. No, I like that. Eh? No. And in fact, I, I have now just thought of another song with pictures in it. And I'm not going to say because I reckon, you, I reckon you're going to play it well, before the end of the know. show. But you I'll, never uh, know. There's quite a few I've got here. With I've got a, I've got a selection I can choose have from. You? Yeah, have you? Yeah, I do. How many did you find? I found about um, ten. Ten? Yeah. Well done. But I'm only going to play a couple. Well, we're going to play ten yeah, or we'd have to play them back to back. No, no. Casey Kasem style. Listen to American Top 40. Yeah, Top 40. Um, can I share this with you? Uh, if I was to say to you, uh, why don't you and I um, go to Bali? Oh, I'd and, love to, mate, yeah, but I'm not allowed to leave yeah, the house. No, no, no. We'll, we'll go to Bali and, you know what, Let, let's go out for the night yeah. and uh, let's go to a nightclub, pretend yeah. we're young again. Yeah. You don't go and have too many too many beers and, you know, carry on. Um but but and why don't we take a um, why don't we have some cocaine? Why don't we do that? Because yeah. it's a really good idea yeah, in Bali. That's a really good idea. Uh, so we'll we'll take a, we'll take a couple of grams of um, cocaine with us, and uh, I, I don't know what will happen if we get caught. But if we do, um, how long do you reckon we might go to jail for? Oh, in Bali, let's yeah. throw the keys away, mate. Yeah. Twenty years. Yeah, right. Twenty years. So. Um, I'm not going to use his name, but it, it, it was... Well, we referenced the Barley Five, who uh, were yeah, smugglers yep, yep. and no, Chappelle right. yep, and yep. all the others. Yeah, Chappelle was just looking for filling for a boogie board. That's yeah, all that's I mean. right. You know, just, in, she in, thought in, it was just that just the, uh, that plastic well, stuff that pops. Yeah, that's right. She just thought... She didn't know, know it was methamphetamine <laughs> that pops. No, exactly. Anyway, so, um, so they've all gone away for a decent amount of time. Mm. Um, so a couple of young lads d- decide to do what... You know, I suggested that we could do one day, which we won't. Um, but he was a bit of a party boy. He's gone over there, gone with a mate, um, and was found in possession of 1.12 uh, grams of cocaine. Yeah. And um, they slapped the um, they slapped the jewellery bracelets on him yes. and uh, got him into court. And um, they sent him away. And he went to Kabataban, whatever. Karakaban. Yeah, yeah Karakaban. Um, and he's just come out. Is he? How yeah. Long? How long do you reckon? I don't know. Twelve months. You're kidding. Twelve months. How come? So did he well, bribe a judge what, or I don't bribe know. a jail? They reckon was he it? was angry. He had attitude. He wanted to pick fights all the time. They reckon he was going to try and take his own life. But I do like this uh, little part about it. You know, you read about this thing. Oh, this seems a bit odd and weird and strange and all. I'm sure it's all been done the right way. Um, but I love this line by the uh, by the journo. Um, he uh, he mediated both inside his cell and at church. He mediated or meditated? Uh, it says mediated. I'm sure he meant meditate. I think he means meditated. <laughs> or maybe it was premeditated. <laughs> 
because I'm not sure who do you be able to mediate with, given that you've just been found guilty as a drug smuggler. I think that's why he's out after 12 months, because he's obviously done a fair uh, little bit of he's mediation. He's obviously done some, uh, yes, but he was, you know... A bit of, bit of Mick Gatto-style mediation. Uh, well, he, uh, he had his time in the sunshine again this week yeah. as well. So, um, um, it, yes, he, you know, he was doing things to maintain his buff physique. Was he? Yes, but I, I did like the fact that he mediated both inside his church, inside his cell and at church. Yeah. So, anyway, we'll leave it at that. But I uh, just. He's, he's uh, a very lucky boy. Court, I would think very he lucky. should buy a lot of Tats Lotto tickets yes. from now on because uh, I reckon getting out of there under anything of mm. a decent stretch, uh, he's uh, the cards have fallen the right way, as they say. I agree with you. Scotty, can I talk to you about dinosaurs? Yes, please. Because I love dinosaurs. Didn't right. you always love T Rex and all the old dinosaurs yep. when you're at school? Yep, yep. Uh, Flintstones? Yeah, I love the Flintstones. I love the Flintstones. I've just done a painting of Fred Flintstone. Have you? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. I'll show it to you. Yeah, you must. Um, Ever wanted to be a paleontologist? Uh, I I tell you what. I wouldn't mind doing it if it was like like as much fun as Harrison Ford makes it into. Yeah, exactly. Raiders of of the Lost Ark. If you could travel the world. Or Jurassic Park style. Have a little little, uh, shovel with you and a little little brush. A little brush. And then just find the best dinosaur bone ever found. Find fossils. Just lie on your belly all day. This is a story about (laughs) fossils being found all along the Bass Coast, just here in Victoria, near Kilcunda. Yes. Now, the story is, if you're a dinosaur enthusiast, and I am, <laughs> self-admitted dinosaur enthusiast. We always talk about things we don't know about each yeah, other, and uh, there, there, there's one for my book for you. Yeah. Okay. Di- put me down in my, <laughs> in my, this, you know, my alma mater as a dinosaur All enthusiast. Right. All right, Rex. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay, uh, so dinosaur enthusiasts could follow in the footsteps of the prehistoric creatures that stalked Victoria 125 million years ago. Million. Under a plan to turn a stretch of the Bass Coast into a global tourism destination. The Bass Coast Shire yep. is in Victoria South East. So think, um, think uh, Phillip Island all the way down to Venus Bay. Yes. You know, sort of all, all, all through San Remo, Kilcunda, Wonthaggi, Inverloch, etc. Yep. Down that way. Yep. So they're, um, they're contemplating a dinosaur-themed walking trail to promote the region's fossil-rich history and help bolster its recovery from coronavirus. Right. The proposal includes a paleo art, a museum, yeah. and interactive displays to reinvigorate the local economy. Yeah. The $4.5 million plan is also designed to revitalise townships on the Basque Coast, mm-hmm. you know, such as those that I just mentioned, mm-hmm. which is highly dependent on domestic holidaymakers and international tourism. Yep. The first record of a dinosaur fossil discovery was in 1903 at a beach called Eagle's Nest in Inverloch. Yep. Then, in 1978, scientist and future Australian of the year, Tim Flannery, yeah. was amongst a small party that uncovered more fossil bones at the site, helping to cement the coastline's reputation as having major paleo- paleontological importance. Right. So, um, the trail would feature art major... Ins- art- it would feature art major installations, sculpture, light, sound, seven sites along the trail. So at San Remo, Anderson, Kilcunda, Wonthaggi, Inverloch, Eagle's Nest and the Caves. Right. Um, the trail will stretch from San Remo near Phillip Island to Inverloch, where a visitor centre currently educates children about the region's fossils and natural environment. The walk, which is 50 k's, would take about two days at a brisk pace <laughs> right. and about four days if strolling. 
The council right. also plans to promote the history and culture of Basque Coast Indigenous people. Okay. So how's that? So are we going to have this influx of people now? So instead of getting metal detectors and going up to Ballarat and up up in the northern uh, section of the state, are we going to have all of these people now that are going to go dinosaur bone hunting? Yeah. <laughs> what a great thing to be able to do. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to put my little paleontologist hat on and my boots and get my brush and my little shovel. I'll have to buy you a paleontologist uh, kit for your birthday. Yeah, a little correct. brush and a, a little, little brush. A little uh, scraper and... <laughs> just, just sort of noodled amongst the sand dunes. <laughs> Where's Rutsy? He's on his belly. I think he's yeah, just he's found just, a vertebrae. He's just found a vertebrae. <laughs> Thousands of fossilised bones have been discovered on the Basque Coast, including... This is, this is the thing you have to get oh, right when you're uh, a paleontologist. Yeah, yeah pronunciation? Serendipaceratops. Ah, oh. oh, Sarah. In uh, Kilcunda in 1993. <laughs> and Coolasucius in San Remo three years earlier. Oh, yeah, j- cools. Others yeah, that have been found forever. are Quantosaurus. Oh, Quantosaurus. <laughs> Quantosaurus. Ah. Is that an old... Uh, it's an old plane. It's an old plane, that's right. <laughs> and exactly. Gallinosaurus last uh, year. Very good. So uh, paleontologist Mark Cleland, who leads field trips on Basco, says a volunteer prospector found a fossilised dinosaur hip bone just three weeks ago. Wow. So there you go, it's possible. Yeah, I reckon you're going to get down there when you can. I reckon yeah. you're going to get in the car one day. You're going to give me a phone call, and I go, "How are you going, mate? You're you playing golf down the coast." I'm down here. Well, I'm down the coast. I'm down here with but ser- serendipity but I, Perceratops but I think and Pontosaurus. I think I've just found a Rexy vertebrae. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, well, that's oh, a great mate. thing. It's that's a good initiative. Very good. It's a good initiative, right? Well, these are. I know, mean, these are things that will get people back on the trail down to those towns. I mean, all we're just going to have to think about how we do things differently in order just to inject. Uh, you know, when we actually. I mean, the sad part is that uh, that we actually just can't move around because you've got people that have got the capacity to potentially do that, but you're just not allowed to because of this damn thing. So, well, that's right. So I've, I've got my brush and my pan and my hat. Yep, <laughs> I'm not allowed out of the yep. house. Yep. No. Oh, well, look, I find myself a little bit of time up my sleeves um, just right at the minute, um, which is all very lovely. But I can't do anything with it. No, that's right. Than, well, we're going to go and play golf. Well, we might, oh, we? we'll we'll sneak out. We'll sneak. Well, no, we're allowed to. We just got to wear a mask. And um, that'll go well with my glasses. I won't be able to see a damn thing. (laughs) That's the fog up beautifully. Well, that's the piece because so I've been looking up all these ways of you know stop fogging up. I've had tissues. Well, they say the tissue across the yeah yeah, there, and then they go one part vinegar, one part water, and wash your glasses with those. And then I've got the no use the uh, use the uh, bar of dry soap and rub that on, and then wipe. Well, then you can't see. Well, you can't see at all. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll bring some uh, goggles for you. <laughs> I was thinking some of, swimming goggles. Well, I was thinking of that today with a snorkel, just so I could get the air going out. Good so, luck on the golf course. Uh, no, I actually have tried the uh, tissue, and it, it does work relatively well. But after a while, um, yeah. It, we'll uh, anyway, we'll get there. All right. Well, All right. Uh, enough talk about dinosaurs. We'll All take right. a break. and um, Sponsor time. Sponsor time, and we'll play a little song off the, off the, off the break as well. Very good. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install block-out blinds, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 95021414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM Sponsor. 
To keep us all safe and to help our health workers, it's vital to know quickly if you've come in contact with someone who has tested positive for coronavirus. It's why we've introduced the COVID Safe app. With your privacy protected by law, COVID Safe keeps a secure note of other users you've been near if you have to go out. So if they test positive for coronavirus, you'll be notified. It'll help us stop the spread sooner so we can get back to the things we love. Download COVID Safe today. Authorised by the Chief Medical Officer, Canberra. If you get tested for coronavirus, you need to stay home while you wait for your results. If you don't have any leave available from your workplace, the Victorian Government is providing a $300 payment. For more information, call the Coronavirus Hotline 1800 675 398. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. We don't stand so close in supermarket aisles. We gotta keep our masks on just for a little while. And if it's safe to stay at home, then just stay at home. We gotta all grow up and do whatever helps us move along. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about all of us together. It's what we need to do. But we don't need to hug or kiss someone hello. You can share the love and get it on much later on. And if you think this craziness will all be over soon, we got a long, long way to go. So it's what we need to do. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about all of us together. It's what we need to do. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about all of us together. It's what we need to do. It's about all of us together. It's what we need to do. It's about all of us together. It's what we need to do. From Paran to Parkdale, you're listening to Southern FM.
one but me I sincerely thought I was so complete Look how wrong you can be The women I've known I wouldn't let time as you They wouldn't give you the time of day But the slit-eyed lady knocked me off my Would have been a good band to see live back in the day, Scotty. That's uh, 1971. That's how long ago that song was from his Every Picture Tells a Story album. Right, Rod Stewart. Roddy Rockin' Right when he came out of the faces and he wrote that little track with Ronnie Wood. He went on to other things with the Stones, amongst others. Yeah, but uh, that was a band, and that was a great tune. And had a song, had another song with the name, with the word "picture" in it. Scotty. Another picture track. Kind of five and a half minutes there of rambling <laughs> rock and roll. Just, just a really groovy little track. Very good, mate. There you go. Now, speaking of music and groovy and all things uh, like that, yep. Kylie Minogue, or just Kylie, as she's known. No, uh, Al Kylie. Al Kylie. <laughs> <laughs> so um, she's um, she's worth a hundred million bucks. Hundred million. She's she's made the made the right. ding ding ring the bell. Right. Hundreds up. She's up. Good she, knock. Is she holding hands with anyone now? Don't think so. But she might Still be not. after this article. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I might be. <laughs> be queuing around the block, mate. Find the singer a husband. <laughs> yeah, it's a new reality show. Exactly. Carly yeah. wants a wants find the celeb- wants a find the celebrity a husband. So, um, bloody good effort, right? So I'm, I'm going to take you through it. Yep. So she's um, so how she amassed her fortune? Clearly by selling a lot of records. That helps. Well, of course. So clearly, um. Selling eighty million copies of uh, of and you know she's she's released fifty albums, fifty albums. Yeah, cheapest creepers. God, can't, can't. I can only name two songs. Um, uh, yeah, 
anyway. <laughs> Can't even remember no. those. So, so you, like haven't, you haven't got the other 49 other albums, <laughs> no, have you? You've don't got, have a lot of Kylie. In that, not a lot of Kylie? Oh, so okay. she sold 80 million copies, none to me. Um, so that's, that's live recordings and remixes and all that sort of stuff too. Right. Um, here you go. Hits. I should be so lucky. Yeah, like emotion. Lucky. Yep. Yeah, that was the. Then she did the one with the hot pants spinning around and all oh, that. Yeah. So um, she's made about sixty million from touring and music sales overall, which is which is the bulk of her fortune, right? Huh? Yep. Property. It's all these smart people, right? Yeah, they yeah. they parlay their wealth into yeah. property, yeah. mainly because they've ca- they've got the cash flow to yeah, pay the right. mortgage, yeah. or they don't bother <laughs> or, with the mortgage, or they just pay cash. <laughs> so um, she still owns the two bedroom terrace house in Armadale. Does she? That she bought in 1990. Right. Worth 1.7. Right. She bought a $2.4 million home for her parents in Canterbury. Well, I said she should. But her biggest purchase was a $29 million apartment. What? Apartment. In Manhattan? In one of the world's most exclusive addresses, 1 Hyde Park, London. Uh, Oh, right. Right on Hyde Park. 1 Hyde Park. Number 1 Hyde Hyde Park. London. Now... Now, if you had a little competition and thought about what's the best address that you reckon you could have, that's got to be right up that's, there. That's higher it? than Mayfair on the Monopoly yeah, board, no, mate. Yeah, the yeah. Old Kent Road doesn't Old get a look, 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 look in. <laughs> one Hyde Park Road. Mm. She oh, used to she used to have one in good. South Kensington, which is which is oh. near where the um, the Royals have their, oh, some yeah, of their properties. Right. But she sold that for seven. Right. And she's got a little pad in Costa Brava in Spain. Of course you do. Of course you do. Of course you do. So she's got that. Anything in Italy? No, no, no. Just Nothing those. in Italy? Just those. Just one. She likes France. She yeah. spent a few bit of time in France. I don't think she's bought anything there. No? No. Right. So she's um, also um, been spruiking Sunnies right. through Specsavers yep. to the Kylie Minogue eyewear collection. Yep. Apparently. Apparently it's cool to own a pair of glasses that has got Kylie on them. Right. So uh, it's being released... Today or tomorrow? Right. Um, she's got she's got fragrance. And oh, she's sorts. been paid one point yeah. eight million dollars to license her name on the Sunnies. She launched her rosé, which got sparkling reviews. <laughs> sparkling <laughs> reviews. So again, uh, she's going to get one and a half to put her name on the on the on the rosé. And she's uh, that's got not a, a lot, is it? She's got a bed linen range. Has she? Yeah. Oh. And uh, it's called. Um, it's called. Um, I don't know what it's called. Under, Kylie at home, it's called. Under the sheets? Kylie at home. <laughs> Kylie at home. So, uh, so that's making a lot of money, apparently. It's going pretty well. Uh, she's, got, she's got a swim range. Right. So uh, H, H&M in, in, um, in London. H, um, yeah, they've okay. got a swim range. Yeah. So she got paid two million for that. She's got lingerie as well. Yeah, you know, right, she's in the yeah. same ballpark. Right, yeah. Um, love Kylie. Um, yeah. And she's got perfume. Yeah, and she had some she's got a she's got um, a few different fragrances and collaborations and stuff. Yeah, and um, they're online. She got, a, she got any cereal? No, she's <laughs> got makeup. She got makeup. <laughs> makeup. Um, so she's got uh, Kylie Minogue's um, makeup. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Um, lip gloss and stuff like that. Books yep. and calendars, apparently. Books and calendars. And, and a watch, a limited edition watch. Really? Yeah. How's that? Would you be remotely motivated to go and buy a Kylie Minogue branded watch? I, mean, I don't not, wear a not watch. You, not you, but 
You don't wear a watch. I do don't you? wear a watch. I don't wear makeup or perfume. <laughs> have any lingerie, swimwear, <laughs> linen. Uh, I wear reading glasses, and I don't like her wine. And so you, and you've never catched so a, I'm, never catched a and I've time. never bought a Kylie Minogue album. So she's managed to make all that money despite me. <laughs> well done. Well, well done, her. Well, you've managed to avoid her. Well done, well her. done you. Well done, her. <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, hats off to her. Speaking of people that own property, the article goes on to talk about uh, Margot Robbie, oh. who I do like. I watch her movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so she, she's only 30. It's remarkable. She's got three LA properties. Wow. Right? So she She made a lot of coin, though. Well, I think she must have got paid. She gets paid a lot. Hmm. She's in very high demand these days. She's got one in Hancock Park. I don't know LA very well, but Hancock Park worth four. She's got a property in Venice Beach. I have been there. Yeah. She bought that for 7.2. And she bought one in Hollywood Hills for for 1.5. Right. So she's obviously likes Hollywood. Like spending time there. Oh. And she's got a Gold Coast home for a mother and sister for 2.5. She bought them for a mother and sister. They're, right. they're adjoining Gold Coast homes. Right. Isn't that nice of her? Yeah, lovely. That's very Hi, nice Mum. Well done, Mum. And uh, Russell Crowe, of course. Russell Crowe's got $40 million worth of property. Yeah. He's got a sprawling Na- Nana Glen, Nana Glen. It's a state on 400 hectares. Um, Is it in the U.S.? No, here. Oh, here. New South Wales. Right. New South Wales. Right. And he's got a 100 square metre Woolamoo Wharf penthouse. Yeah, I know. Yes. $14 million. I reckon I know where that is. It's got a marine. It's got four apartments and a marina berth. Yeah. And seven car spots. Yeah. It's it's in that old uh, it's in that old W building. Uh, mm, at that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's where it is. That's where it is. Can you just uh, just wind so back? Good on Kylie. Hey? Yeah, I was going to say wind back a touch on Kylie though for mm-hmm. me. I want you to uh, I want you to write these two words down because mm. this is where she'll buy her next property. Mm. Byron Bay. Byron Bay. They're all going there. What's where the Hemsworths are going? Well, on? there's the Hemsworths, and there was somebody else during the week that's uh, that's managed to lob in there uh, that I read, whose name escapes me now. But it seems to be the the flavour of the rich and famous mm. are all padding down at uh, Bar and Bay. Do you see the size of the Hemsworth joint he's building there? No. Oh my God. No. Yeah, what's the, what's the other joints? Noosa, isn't it? Above the um, around the corner from Rays at Watergoes. Oh, uh, first it, point or whatever. It's oh, called. is that's, it off? Oh, that's yeah. the trendy spot as well. Yeah, I, you don't hear much about Noosa these days, do you? Mm. For some reason, I don't know why. There seems to be seems to be when one it's where the group, Saints training camp. Is. Well, exactly, <laughs> oh, yeah. they luck, boys. I'm really sorry. You have to You've go. Got to go Noosa. into the hub. You've got to go to get Noosa. your bats. Get oh, your surfboards. Oh, yeah, there's a little national park. It's a bit boring. There's the water's a, water might be a bit cold. There's, there's yeah. Noosa. There's Noosa Golf Club just around the corner. Noosa, Eighteen holes of paradise. Sound. Noosaville. There's Nooseville. There's Noosa Sounds. Yep. Correct. Mm. Yep. And then you can even just back down to Coolum if you need to. Yeah. You know. oh, hardship. Yeah. Hardship. So, um, Hub life. Yeah, that's right. Hub life. Hardship. Well, after they got, uh, we, we were we were staring at them, weren't we, uh, on the basis that we got rolled by, uh, who rolled them? Was it North? Um, Frio. Uh, yeah, Frio. We just got, yeah, well, what are you doing in the Hub Boys? Too much surfing, too yeah, much. Not enough footy. <laughs> anyway, they've redeemed themselves, haven't they? No, so, they've um, got the mix right now. Exactly. Don't play 18 holes now, before you play footy. Now, I give it, uh, well, this this next little piece I've got is uh, given that we're not allowed to go out, I, I don't even know why this is even relevant. You can't use, air, you can't use the hand dryers when you go out. 
What? They're dangerous. They might fall off the wall. Well, I haven't been out lately, so I wouldn't know. Well, that's know. what I mean. But but somebody somebody's suggesting that the use of air hand dryers in shopping centres, and we shouldn't be going to shopping centres other than to for food shopping anyway. I only go to the supermarket. So answer me this, Batman. Riddle me this. Riddle me this, Batman. Why is every other non-essential store at Southland open? I have no idea. I've never been to Southland. Oh, well, this year? <laughs> this year. <laughs> um... I, I I just wonder why, if it's not an essential service or or a product, I mean, chemists need to be open. I get that. Um, yeah. But why is Kmart open? I don't know. Why is Big W open? Because they're supermarkets, I guess. Well, they don't sell food. No. They, they, sell, sell, they, sell, they sell nappies and clothing and stuff. But is, okay. So do they get away with it don't f- think, for that? I don't think... Um, Target are open, mate, because they went bust. They're open. Uh, yeah, they're open. Mm. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, rat, they're, they're consolidating their portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> and rationalising their, their stock. And rationalising their staff and stock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Correct. Anyway, so you're not meant to... And, they and, reckon and, pay- and, and, uh, and unlike Woolies, are they paying their staff? Oh, <laughs> should we have, do you want me to have a crack at that in a second? Oh, let me just finish. So, um, yeah, so they say we should just use paper towel. So if you do happen to well, be out... paper towel. I prefer to use paper towel in the hairdryer. It's quicker. Uh, well, I... I've always been a paper towel man myself. <laughs> Things you learn about each other on this show, Scotty. I'm a paper towel man myself. You're a paper but, uh, towel man and well, I'm a dinosaur. Well, you're a dinosaur. You're a paleontologist and I'm, I like, uh, yeah, I like paper towel. <laughs> Where's this guy? Imagine if you're allowed to have a glass of wine when we did this show. It'd be frightening, wouldn't it? Um, so anyway, if we do go out somewhere, please please just use paper towel. But, I mean, see, I'm also, I'm an elbow man. Right. You know what that means? No. Well, I go to a public loo, I, I'm, I'm elbowing the door to open ah. it. I don't use my hand. Mm. And if I do have to use my hand for whatever reason, I put my hand at the top of the door. Oh, that's smart. Mm, just go like where that. The, where the tall people push well, it open. You, <laughs> where all the tall people... Where the basketball All the tall people sneeze with all their germs. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm a bit of a... Uh, and if I can open something with my foot, I'll open it with my foot. No, these are just in public places, right? Yeah, so, is a yeah, a little a uh, germaphobe. Just, uh, well, no, it's just, it's just one of those things. Have you ever seen the film Contagion? I uh, know, I deliberately haven't. Oh, you should. Okay. Because you'll never well, we're open, living in it. You'll never open a door with your hand ever again. No, really? Yeah. Okay. Do we have to take a break? Yeah, well, look, we do. And right. I want to talk to you about paper and elbows a bit more after <laughs> the break. When your future feels uncertain, it's time to ask for help. Bendigo Bank has been helping our customers through tough times for over 160 years. If you're a Bendigo Bank customer, talk to us about ways we can help you through this one. We have financial assistance packages available, so don't wait. Visit our website or contact your local Bendigo Bank branch. Together, we'll see you through to better times. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. Southern FM sponsor. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install blockout blinds, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 9502-1414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM sponsor. 
Hi, I'm Aaron Finch. I'm Bronte Campbell. I'm Matthew Delvedova. These are extraordinary times. The presence of COVID-19 means each and every one of us is facing our toughest ever opposition. And although we stand apart, if we work together as a team and play by the rules, we'll soon get back to playing and watching the sport we love. We need your support now more than ever. So let's play by the rules. Wash your hands and listen to the advice. If we play by the rules, if we play by the rules, we'll all get through this together. Hi, I'm Victoria's Chief Health Officer, Brett Sutton. Right now, we're experiencing higher rates of community transmission of coronavirus. That means it's more important than ever that we each do what we can to protect ourselves and each other. Wearing a mask will provide you with a physical barrier to coronavirus. But we also need to remember, masks are not the only way to stay safe. Wherever you can, keep one and a half metres apart from others, wash your hands often and cough or sneeze into a tissue or your elbow. And if you have symptoms, get tested. Victoria, let's stay home and let's stay safe. From Mordialic to Malvern, you're listening to Southern FM. You know we tried to make you understand. We tried to make you realize. The world wouldn't listen anymore Caught by social evil While some streetwise after all Was she there at all? Pictures in the mirror Pictures she never knew Pictures in the mirror Always reflecting you
See what happens when you get to play those sort of songs in the studio, Scotty. Yes. You can turn the cans up really loud yes. and you can just rock out to a great, great song by The Living End. is a great Australian yeah, band. Great band. And that's, um, God, that's... Um, Very good band. That's two th- year 2000 stuff. That's yeah. 20 years old. Really? Hey, when, like, when, when'd that go? Seems like yesterday. Seems like <laughs> just yesterday. <laughs> and that was, of course, Pictures in the Mirror. Yet another, yeah, another in my song theme pictures. of songs song. with pictures in the title. Scotty, yeah. these are getting more uh, eclectic <laughs> yeah. and more elliptical <laughs> each week we go on. Well, What now, I'm going to start doing is I'm going to get you to nominate me a theme and I'll go and do it. Oh, <laughs> no, okay. Well, I like that idea. Yeah. Now, we, uh, given that the, the time is what it is, uh, I th- assume we're not going to play another song, nah. which means... yeah. You didn't play the song of the only one I could actually think of that came to mind, which was Pictures of You, Pictures of Me. Who by? Don't know. Oh, I don't know that. Um, pictures of You, Pictures of Me. Type it in, Pictures of You, Pictures of Me, and see what comes up. I might have thought of one. I might have. I might have got one past the great man. Hey, now listen. I do want to. I do want to talk about this because there's a couple. There's something that really caught my attention here, Mm -hmm. Uh, and this is about the risk of us not having the Boxing Day test at the at the MCG. What's the song by the Last Good Night? Ah, is it? Pictures of you, pictures of me. You'll know it. All upon your wall for the world to To see. see. Yep. Yeah. You'll, you'll know it if you hear it. I probably would yeah. if I heard it. Anyway, there you go. That was my contribution of a song with pictures in it. <laughs> well done. It's only taken me an hour and 50 minutes. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for playing. <laughs> Lock it in, Eddie. Um, so, given the uh, given the state of the nation... Um, Here we go. This is it. Goes all right once it gets going. Needs to warm up. This is the clock upon the wall. Oh, yeah, this is the story of us all. This is the first sound of a newborn child before he starts. Yeah, not bad. Pictures of you. Very good. There's, there's uh, others. Yeah. I could have gone with um, Picture Book by the Kinks. All uh, right. Yep. I could have gone with um, Kid Rock singing Picture, but I don't like the song. Mm. I could have gone with um, I could have gone with Pictures of Matchstick Man by Status Quo. Oh, don't reckon I've ever heard it. I could have gone with that one. But I didn't. <laughs> no, and now we're out of time, anyway, and you're not and now going we're out to. Of time and I'm not going to. So yeah, okay. so let me just go back to this because there, so this caught my attention on the basis that um, we might not have the Boxing Day test at the MCG. Well, this would be this um, would be deeply disturbing. So it would be very. If that disturbing. means I wouldn't be able to go to the Boxing Day test at the MCC. But then I it's my but then, favourite day. Oh well, I mean it's it's one of the it's one of those very special days. Uh, there's no doubt about that. So there's all conjecture around: would it go to Perth? Would it go to Adelaide? And obviously Adelaide. Well, just assuming we're not open for business. Well, that's right. This is on the basis that this thing hasn't gone right. away. So there's two alternatives, I guess. Is one let them play. Yeah. Um, if we've calmed down enough but still can't have a crowd. So you play without a crowd, which... Or could you limit the crowd? Or you just have maybe 10,000. Mm. Um, or you have 50,000 at um, Adelaide Oval. Mm. And I would think I would rather have the team have 50,000 at Adelaide Oval up against the Indians than um, 10,000 at the MCG, potentially, because it just still, it wouldn't have the same atmosphere. Yeah, 10,000 of you there. Am I allowed to go to Adelaide to watch it? Well, you might be able to. Depends if they open the borders by then. 
<laughs> so that you could so that could be an even bigger day. The the year that I went to the Boxing Day test and it was in Adelaide, hmm. because the thing that really caught my attention about the uh, said article was that uh, there's a line in it uh, that goes as follows. The MCG values Boxing Day as the equivalent of two AFL grand final days across five days. Correct. Uh, however, fears that Melbourne could miss out on staging the marquee blog, uh, blockbuster for the first time since 1989 what are ha- growing. What happened in 1989? When do you reckon it was played in 1989? No. It was played at the MCG. I've found another typo. So I uh, was doing some investigative journalism. <laughs> <laughs> and I found out that it was, in fact, in 1898. Ah, they've, they've transposed their, their, their numbers. Have a guess where the grand final was played in 1898. I mean, it was the VFL, obviously, back then. Ah. Have a little stab. Oh, I reckon it was played at the... Um the Punt Road Oval. Somewhere, well, somewhere even closer to your passion, let me suggest. Oh, was it, was it, wasn't it Moorabbin? Pre-Moorabbin? Ah, the Junction Oval. It was it, indeed. The 1989 VFL Grand Final was an Australian rules football game contested between the Essendon Football Club mm. and the Fitzroy Football Club. It was held in Melbourne on the 24th of September, 1898. The match was played to determine the premiership for the nineteen uh, for the eighteen ninety eight VFL season. Fitzroy won the match by fifteen points. Hurrah! The, ga- <laughs> the game was played with tremendous spirit, spirit. <laughs> a spirited contest, <laughs> uh, under atrocious ground conditions in front of sixteen thousand five hundred and thirty eight people at the Junction Oval. At the Junction. So when I went, have you been past the Junction what? lately? Uh, its surface is amazing. Yeah, no, I have. Yeah, I reckon I, a couple of months ago I went. They'd been they'd done a lot of work on mm. it, and it's like a it's like a, a, a billiard table. Oh yeah, beautiful. Um, but I, that's it, it. Just I was very concerned because I thought maybe for a moment I'd gone back to the future in nineteen uh, in nineteen eighty nine. I must have missed something because I, for the life of me, I couldn't work out why it wasn't at the MCG when I read the article. So whoever wrote this, um, Sam, um, spell check. Spell check, Sam. You've uh, you've you've caused great um, consternation by way of uh, getting your number wrong. It was eighteen uh, eighteen ninety eight, old boy, and not nineteen eighty nine. Um, but yes, it was at the Junction Noble. Nah. So anyway, fingers crossed, old mate, that uh, you can still go to the MCG MCG Bajiba on uh, on twenty sixth December. That's after we have uh, Christmas lunch with uh, three people. Because <laughs> <laughs> who knows what Christmas Day is going to look like this year, hey? Christmas though, seems a long, t- long mate, way away, doesn't it? September's just round the corner. Don't worry. Because I, mean, I get Christmas means I get to play my Christmas song. Well, you do, and then which includes that, how to make gravy and, by Paul. Oh, Kelly. that's a ripper! How Driving good is, home how, for Christmas how, how by Chris yeah. Rea. Uh, that's very good. And Fairy Tale well, of New York. And the one that concerns the one the the event that concerns me more than the Boxing Day Test not being held at the MCG is the uh, Rutter Dacqueries. <laughs> oh, that'll that now, Corona will not stop. That. <laughs> we'll have to go to an underground venue. There will be a speakeasy. <laughs> They'll uh, uh, not surely, three times I mean, in your lantern. Oh, seriously. Yeah. 
So, Scotty, I was going to talk to you about a serious article, but I might hold that over oh, until really? next week because right. I don't feel like being serious right now. Nah. I've just got a couple of dad jokes for you. All right. And can I say one thing before mm. you do that? Yep. Woolies, pay your bill. Yeah. Yeah, get, get $110 million. That's so, low. It's amazing. Uh, and, and they found they were had underpaid people back in... How, do you, how, how can you be Woolies... And and not and forget to pay people properly. Oh, oops! Five years ago, he's got the same account. They got the same accountant as George. I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to boycott them for a week. There you go in protest. Well, don't do that because then they won't be able to make any money to pay their stuff, mate. No, it'll do. have the opposite impact. They just hand the hat round to the executives. Hand Come on, <laughs> what have you got? Oh, Come I've on, got some dad oh, you jokes. Got dad this jokes. Is the first time uh, and last time on uh, the show. Uh, okay, this, this segment is, will, be, will be crushed by the producer. Is, is, is this in the same vein as I thought about it in the shower? Thing yeah, this is a bit like that one. <laughs> Come on, hit me. Did you hear about the circus fire, Scotty? No. It was intense. (laughs) (laughs) What's the best way to watch a fly fishing tournament, Scotty? I've enjoyed doing this show for a year. Live (laughs) stream. I could tell a joke about pizza, but it's a little cheesy, Scotty. Why am I laughing? <laughs> uh, oh. I wouldn't buy anything with Velcro. It's a total rip-off. <laughs> uh, now, did you either find these or have you made these up? Did you hear about the power outlet who got into a fight with a power cord? He thought he could socket to him. <laughs> Why are elevator jokes so good, Scotty? Oh, they go up and down. They work on so many levels. Oh, they go up and down. Uh, Has somebody actually sat down with a keyboard and written those out, have they? Apparently so. Where did you find apparently them? Apparently so. Under, if you Google on the Google machine. Bad dad jokes? Bad dad jokes. Is it really? They're here, front and centre. Is it really? Yeah. Right Why on. are spiders so smart? They can find everything on the web. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the final one, oh, because this is going very well. Put me out of misery. Well. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. What, what state has the most streets? Rhode Island. Very good. Yeah. And then it is imp- inappropriate to make a dad joke if you're not a dad, because it's called a faux pas. Oh, dear me. Now, I, did, I, I might have something something that can just save the show before we disappear, <laughs> just, to, just to make yeah, sure. Yeah, there you go. Right, Alice. Just so a let, couple of little dad so, jokes. Um, so, therefore, let me leave you with this. What's what, that one? What if 2020 isn't cancelled? What if 2020 is the year we've been waiting for? Ooh. A year so uncomfortable, so painful, so scary, so raw, that it finally forces us to grow. A year that screams so loud, finally awaking us from our ignorant slumber. A year we finally accept the need for change. Declare change, work for change, become the change. A year we finally band together instead of pushing uh, each other further apart. 2020 isn't cancelled, but rather the most important year of them all. So my segment was that bad. You had to read that out. (laughs) (laughs) I needed to find some profoundness in order just to leave the listeners... A certain level of profundity there. Well, I I, I came across it and I just thought, 
do you know what? We've, we're all starting to talk about how we might do things differently, how we think a bit differently, and it's all because we've had to. You are, well, Scotty, it's very profound. It's a great <laughs> anyway. thing to be saying. It certainly beats... Uh, <laughs> Dad jokes, uh, paper towels, and dinosaurs, <laughs> dinosaurs, which is the other things we've got. Now out you're going to you're going to find you're going to find uh, what we're doing in the Guinness Book of Records. Oh, next week is the Guinness Book <laughs> of Records. Bring it in. I've written it down. And let's debate it, yes. right? Let's have a little on-air debate with each other. Do you reckon that we could? Yes. You know, we'll blah blah blah. Week. We'll right do that out. for next week, absolutely. And, and I'll tell you what. Why don't we get the listeners? <laughs> <laughs> To text in, oh, some, you just just tell us what you reckon. We, tell us what you reckon we, we should be doing. Do. <laughs> exactly. So, Look, um, obviously, it's been great, mate. It's coming up after the show, and we've got, obviously got the AMRAP Radio Program. Now, I don't know if you listen to the AMRAP Radio Program, but it's got all the new releases from Australian artists. I so, certainly listen to it. For oh, the I listen to journey it. on the way home. Yes, I do. It's a very very good show. It is. So that's coming up next. Yep. On the Southern FM. We'll be back next week, no doubt. We um, will despite be, despite that last segment going so well. <laughs> I'll just, I'll find something profound again, yes. just in case. Yes, good. And um, no, good we'll, you, uh, I'll see you through the week because yes. um, because we're we're, we're play, having a hit of golf purely for content for the show. Yeah, we're going to we're, we're just uh, it's, it's part of our external research program Correct. this week. All right, mate. Good well, on we'll you, mate. talk, lady. See ya. <laughs>